What's doing, League of Inches Legends family? Uh, Joel here from the League of Inches podcast. Once again, uh, if you missed out, did announce over the last week or two a bit of a lineup sort of thing, what we're looking at for this year. And the Teamless Tuesday podcast or video special live reaction will be a new one that we do have this year and feature. So I thought going off um, the popularity, I guess, of what the trials were like last year with looking at different combinations and things like that, and then the super coach aspect of it as well. I thought I'd get in a few weeks early and actually do this for the trials. Uh, so week one of the trials is this weekend. I'm going to have a live reaction. I haven't opened it up, uh, opened up the NRL app yet. I haven't looked at any of the lineups, so I'm about to do that right now with you guys uh, listening or watching um, and see how, see how we go. So first up, we've got the Bulldogs versus the Storm, uh, Thursday, 15th of Feb. Uh, what I do is I'll, I'll basically I'll run through the main sort of points to talk about for for each team. I don't want to really go through the whole lineup as such. It could get a little bit tiresome. So um, Blake Taft, um gets the fullback spot for now for the Bulldogs that we have heard about. Um, whether that is for round one, we're not too sure yet. Stephen Crichton isn't part of this team, so. Not too sure where that fits, if there is too much street into what the rumours have been saying so far, but let's keep an eye on that one. So Blake Tuff to fullback, Blake Wilson, uh, Gerald Skelton uh, on the wings as well, Eli Clark and Bronson. Sherry does get um, a start as well, which I did, oh, I'm not surprised about. I think he needs to get as much football as he can uh, into the system. Matt Burton uh, and Drew Hutchison lands the seven spots. So that's the halves, Matt Burton and Drew Hutchinson. I'm starting to lean more and more towards the fact that that's going to be the halves for the Bulldogs come round one, and that's a bit of time for them two to work together. I say that because Drew Hutchinson, for mine, is a bit more of a controlling player. Uh, I feel like he's going to help that Bulldogs uh, outside backs a lot more um, than a Toby Sexton could. No disrespect to Toby Sexton. I just think it's Drew Hutchinson's natural game to be able to do that um, and free up a lot of the players around him, which has been an issue um, in the past with the Bulldogs attack. It's been really structured. They just need someone there, a steady influence who can get um, the forwards going forward and allow the Bulldogs to basically just get th- get this back line a lot and, and try and get some points there. So I don't mind the Drew Hudson to seven. Uh, Max King, Reed, Marnie, Sam Hughes, uh, definitely someone to keep an eye on. There's a lot of talk, especially in the Supercoach world, uh, being basically bottom dollar pricing. Keep an eye on him this weekend uh, on on Thursday night. He could be anything this year. And we've all heard what everyone's been talking about, the fact that he's training the house down um, and he's almost the fittest, if not the fittest player at the club. Um, and we all know what happened last year when Gus came out and said that about a Bulldogs player. Uh, it ended up being Jacob Preston. Uh, and we all know the season Jacob Preston has. So keep an eye on him. Uh, you got Jacob Preston. you got Jamin Semin. Um, at lock, which I was hearing some whispers about this happening uh, a few weeks ago, and I wasn't too sure what to believe in. Look, I don't know if that's going to be his actual position come uh, round one. Obviously, uh, you got Curran there that will come into the game, um, but I have heard Jamin Semmel will spend a lot more time around the middle um, in that rotation coming off the bench. So, be interesting to see how he does go handling that um, this week, uh, this, uh, Thursday night. Definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, Sexton does get a bench spot, so I anticipate probably maybe a half each for Sexton and Hutchinson, uh, if I'm being honest, where they can just prove himself, see what they've got. 
Uh, Liam Knight also gets your bench spot who's been spoken about to get some bigger minutes from a super coach point of view. Definitely someone to to keep an eye on there and see what happens when it comes to the minutes. Um, that's it for the actual starting seven. There's a whole heap of reserves. I don't want to go through all of them. Um, there's some definitely good young kids coming through for the Bulldogs. So there's some definite excitement machines, excitement packages. Just, yeah, have a look at the reserves. And I've got no doubt, a lot of these first-grade players who are in the mix to start round one, like you read Marnie's and stuff, I don't expect them to be playing any more than probably a maximum of 50 or so minutes for this trial. Next week might be a different story. You might see a realistic uh, round one sort of game plan and, and the way they play their players. But this week I think he's still one of those ones because it's the first week of the trials or most players and most teams are having their first run this week. I don't expect too much. The Melbourne Storm, uh, Pappy is back. So he gets the fullback spot, which is great to see. I have everything crossed that when I'm watching it on Thursday night, he gets through unscathed. Um, I think he is one of the best players in the game when he's fit, something that we have really missed. We've missed him and Turbo um, lighting up the field. So I'm really keen to see what happens there. Uh, Dean Aramaya, uh, you got Rima Smith and Marion Seve in the centres. Uh, and then interesting who wins that centre spot because obviously Nick Meany, I think, has a mortgage on one of those spots. It'd be interesting to see who pairs up with Nick Meany come round one. So I'm keen to see how that uh, pairing goes. Uh, obviously a bit of a sh- shootout. Um, and they're going to be – one of them is going to be up against Sherry. It'd be interesting if they do swap sides here and there just to mix things up and see how they work best and things like that. But definitely one to keep an eye on. Jonah Pezzett gets the halfback spot for the Melbourne Storm. Obviously, we've already seen this guy um, can play. Um, he's unlucky to be in the system he is. I feel like he's um, got a lot of talent. I feel like he's almost knocking at the door now to get regular first-grade time. Obviously, he can't get into the halves uh, at Melbourne unless there is a, a longer-term injury to get the type of minutes I think Jonah Pezzett is ready for. So, uh, interesting to see what his contract status is like. I have a feeling there might be some clubs um, over the next few months reaching out to see uh, what's going on there with Jonah Pezzett. Uh Bronson Garlic gets the nine, obviously resting Harry Grant. Uh, no need to play him yet. Uh, we've got um, – that's really it. Uh, the inter- the last interesting one for the forwards for the Storm, Trent Liero, um has got the lock role. Now – this is another one of those rumours I have been hearing about, the fact that he was obviously edged last year. There was a bit of talk about his defence. There were some issues there uh, in terms of linking up with the centres and things like that. So, And with the, the signing, obviously, um, of, some, of another back rower uh, in there, they don't need to have too much there when it comes to the second row uh, point of view. So I feel like he's... He's been touted as being that guy who is moving into a, a sort of a – I don't even think he needs to be locked at the moment um, because you've got someone like Josh King there uh, who will be playing lock. But I think it'll be a bench role, but it could be becoming a forward rotation with a ba- uh, upside of being able to go to the edge spot as well. Um, that's about it for the Storm. They've named relatively understrength lineup compared to the Bulldogs. I don't think they have many, as many question marks. I feel like one thing I can see out of this trial so far with is the players that do have question marks around him, whether it's like the center pairing for the Storm. Uh, we just said Trent Liero playing lock. They're, they're, they're sort of, they are playing, um, which is good to see. It is exactly what a trial's for. So really keen to see uh, how that all goes. I'll be looking, watching closely with those pairings and seeing what happens there. So 
Um, moving on to the next one. Uh, no Friday game, obviously the All Stars game. So make sure you you're watching that one. I do a separate video talking about that lineup uh, straight after this one as well. So you probably be ended up listening to these back to back. Newcastle Knights versus the Sharks, twelve forty five on Saturday. Um, first of all, the Knights just quick going through uh, straight away. I look at the the fact that in the backs they've got Tom Jenkins. Um, Greg Marju is playing, which I'm a little, little bit surprised about, actually. I, I didn't think they would have pushed Marju because obviously losing Dom Young uh, to the Roosters, there's a bit more, I wouldn't say pressure, but there's more expectation now on Marju to produce week in, week out uh, what we know he can do to really help out um, the Newcastle Knights, especially in the, the back three. Ponger obviously coming back. Um, he doesn't do a lot of that real hard, Dirty work, which we don't expect him to. It's Kalen Ponga. So Marju's got to do a lot. The other wing is Thomas Jenkins. Obviously came from the Penrith Panthers. I'm really excited to see uh, what he's got. Uh, really looking forward. I, I think personally he will get that wing spot come round one. So I think if he gets anything like a decent game out here and, and next week, pen him in to, to get a spot there. Nari Tuala, who I guess he'd be in, a, in contention with, has been named at centre. Uh, the interesting thing for me when it comes to this sort of stuff, and I spoke about it with Tessie New last week when it came to the Dolphins, is when they're in a battle with someone and they're not getting chosen in that preferred position that they're in the battle with, so in this situation, winger, they're becoming the center. I think that's a clear sign that they're fallen just below um, the guy who has been named in wing. But anything can still happen, obviously, um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Tyson Gamble and Jackson Hastings is the Haas pairing, so the pairing from last year. Uh, I'm going to quickly scroll down. Yeah, Jack Cogger is on the on the bench as well. So I anticipate probably throughout this whole 80 minute game, they'll both all three will just continue to rotate. They'll find out their best best two, uh, best six and seven, uh, and it's just a straight out shootout because I've got Jack Cogger as, and I've been criticised in the past for it, saying why would you change um, what hasn't uh, hasn't been broken for the Knights? They went so well. I just think Jack Cogger um, has an element of class about him, uh, and then I think he should be the first picked in that Knights um, halves pairing battle um, for the forward pack for the Newcastle Knights. Phoenix Crosland does get the number nine. I fear I have a feeling that's just more so at the moment. Jaden Braley hey, hasn't been named in the res- reserves or anything like that, so they will just be taking their time with him. Obviously, coming back from a couple of really big setback injuries, you don't want to push him too much now. Interestingly, we saw with Pappenhausen, though, he wanted to come back. He wants to check his body, see how it is going. But Knights, obviously, Jaden Braley with being the hooker and being a real vital clog in that armor at the moment, they can't afford to lose him again for another year early on. So I can see why they're doing that. Both Safidi brothers up front starting. Jed Cartwright and Dylan Lucas gets the edge spots and Matt Croker um, at lock as well. So, um, Pretty exciting players there, all in contention to get a top 17 spot. So that's quite a strong lineup overall by the Newcastle Knights. So I'm anticipating, and as I'm going, I'm sort of having a quick look over as well at the Sharks, and I'm anticipating this to be quite a, a decent contest, actually. Uh, the bench, obviously, already mentioned Jack Cogger. Jack Hetherington gets that bench role. Brody Jones, who I've got massive reps on Brody Jones. Between him and Matt Kroger, I think they're both really good young forwards who. Bowl was a club that was looking weaker in the forwards, like a Bulldogs, for instance, I would be going hard for one of those two players, if not both. And I think they really do deserve a starting spot coming up in the next 
probably a few months. They, they deserve it from what I've seen. Especially Brody Jones is a real goer. He's just one of those guys. He'll just go, go, go. And that's the type of player I love to have in my forward pack, get me meters, get me momentum. Um, going on to the Cronulla Sharkies, straight away, I'm really excited by some of the things I see here. Obviously, these are trials, so a few of their bigger name players have been rested or have All-Stars. We've got to remember that as well, players away from All-Stars. Kay Dykes gets the fullback spot. So many raps on this guy. He's a huge, huge future star. Has so much upside. Unfortunately, we didn't see him last year because of um, an ACL injury that ruled him out pretty much from the start of the year. From all reports, he's back fit as a fiddle, um, really ready to go. The question mark is where, obviously, with Will Kennedy there at fullback, personally, Will Kennedy is a great, great player. But I personally have Cade Dice. If he can start getting some good, consistent footy, by the end of this year, it would not surprise me if there is some real, real pressure on Will Kennedy having that number one spot at the Sharks because once you see Cade Dykes and see what he can do this year, you'll understand why. He is a really, really freaky talent. So really good talent uh, and bright prospect there for the Cronulla Sharks. For the back line, uh, again, another uh, Sione Katoa does get named to play, so he's having a bit of a run with his legs. Uh, the only other player I want to mention here in the back line, the other star players that haven't been named, uh, Kaya Iro uh, has been named at centre. So not sure what that means because, as I said, both and both Ramian and Talakai aren't included in this lineup. Uh, so not too sure what is going to happen um, unless when I scroll down I get a surprise and Talakai's on the bench, which I would personally have as his role, but um, I'm not yet to do that. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out. But if this is just the case, um, I feel like Ira at the moment is the third string center, and unfortunately, that means he isn't an option for super coaches for for round one. He'll become a bit of a pain in the ass, if I'm being honest. But a bit of, a, I guess, a bit of a fitzy downfall f- for me at the moment because ever since he's become the Cronulla Sharks coach, I'm not going to say he's accepted mediocre because they've made the finals um, both years. To have, everyone knows how that's ended. Um, it, it has ended pretty much in tragedy both times, and. Um, it hasn't been great for a Sharks fan, Sharks fans to watch. I just think their backline needs a bit more excitement in it. Uh, it needs a bit more attacking flair and players like Eero who can just break a game open. And that's what I see from Eero. That's why I'm so big on having him here from round one and just giving him his shot. Same with K Dykes. He can just break a game open. I'm not saying that Talakai or Will Kennedy can't do that. So don't come at me about that. I'm, I'm definitely not being disrespectful there, but... They just need a bit more of a chance, I feel like, and they'll really excite a, a backline for mine that isn't a poor backline, but I feel like for oppositions, they don't really get too intimidated or or worried coming up against the Sharks' backline. Um, in the halves, there's, there's no – it's just um, no big names have been named. That's understandable as well. Um, Thomas Hazleton and Oregon Kafusi are the props. Uh, I guess they're both having a bit of a – a battle at the moment to win a seven a top seventeen spot on the bench, so I uh, can't see either of them being a being the prop forwards running out round one, but they're definitely in with a shot. Um, again, this guy I continue to get his name wrong, and I, I apologise, but Jesse Colquan, I, I think it's right there, gets the, the second row spot with Teague Wilton. So interesting there. Teague Wilton has had a bit of uh, defensive deficiencies. It's so to, uh, safe to say the last year. Um, there was a little bit of a weakness there with his defence, and there has been some calls from Cronulla fans and the like to 
sort of drop him out and maybe move Talakai straight to just the starting edge back row spot or maybe even someone like Billy Burns, who I just noted now, he, he's actually on the bench for this game, to push them into sort of that uh, second row role. But uh, interesting, obviously, being named in this trial, T. Wilton's spot, I think it's fair to say it's definitely not safe. Uh, it's not He's not penned in at all, permanent market in for that round one spot, but just keep an eye on and see what happens there. Cameron McInnes, lock. Uh, he's the captain as well. Uh, obviously, between him and Dale Finucane for that lock role, I really like Cam McInnes as a player. I feel like Finucane, great asset to have in your club. Just with the timeout now, I, I'm starting to worry if the game has moved on past that type of, of uh, Finucane player. But, uh, again, that's, that could be being a bit harsh. I think McInnes is just a great, a great lock for the Cronulla Sharks and suits what they're trying to achieve moving forward in the style of play. I believe they should be playing as well. Uh, the bench, I've already mentioned Billy Burns, Jack Williams as well, two players to look out for. But, again, that's probably it. Um, I, I just have quickly mentioned uh, here the reserve number 22 is Talakai. So interesting where he does, uh, if he does come on at all uh, or if that means he's, he's got an injury at the moment, they're just, they don't want to push him too much. If he's not feeling great on game day, they might not play him or, Maybe he's fallen completely out of favour. We don't know. Uh, we'll soon find out, I guess, uh, on the day. Saturday, 2.45 p.m., Roosters versus Manly. Uh, obviously, Manly coming off that shellacking on the weekend against, I was about to say reserve grade, but it wasn't even reserve grade South Sydney side. It was probably the fourth string side. So uh, make it that way. You will, Manly fans, but you won it the, the preseason comp last year and it wasn't a great omen. So, um yeah, obviously you always want to win any game you're in, but it's not too much to, to get too excited about. Um, and if anything, I always say with trials, it's just, you just want to get through uh, health, healthy, injury-free, and that's the win in my eyes. Uh, let's go through the Roosters, and goodness me, I'm looking at it at the moment, and we have heard that they want to make sure they start this season hot and not sluggish like they have done in the past. And going off this lineup, that is exactly what they're trying to get out and achieve. And I know everyone knows out there who have listened to the podcast, I'm very hot on the Roosters this year. I think they're in for a huge year and are my premiers at the moment. So fullback James Tedesco does get named on the wings, Daniel Tupo, Dom Young, Billy Smith, and Suali'i um, in the centre pair, obviously Manu. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure he's in the uh, All-Stars. I, just, I haven't had a great chance to double check that but um yeah that's a that's the started lineup that is the strongest backline we have seen so far so i'm really excited to see what they've got there and then the halves luke curie sam walker so that is effectively you add manu into the mix there that's your your top five that's your strongest um go-to backline for the sydney roosters so that is huge they're really in on this one um Nefen- uh, Nafahu White on the props with Lindsay Collins. Zach Dockerkai gets the hooker spot, so no Brandon Smith, obviously, with the um, – sorry, he, he's obviously in the All-Stars game. Joe Marnie, I just spotted as I scrolled down, he's on the reserve, so I think he has been carrying something that – probably don't want to push him too early yet, but he may get a bit of game time as well. Um, in the second row, there's so many players here in contention for these two spots. So the two that they've chosen here, make of it what you will. Satili Tupanua and Nat Butcher. Really excited to see Satili come back. Obviously battled uh, injury last year uh, with his knee and things like that. But 
One thing I think a lot of people forget of just how good of a player he was before that, the year or two um, before that, arguably one of the best second roles in the competition. And if I think he is one of those players who many people have forgotten about, he can really surprise a lot of people this year. And I'm really excited to see what he has. Um, Victor Radley has been named uh, at in the 13 as well. As I said, guys, this this Rooster side is as if round run, ones right now, and I guess this is their their strong um, trial because obviously they're, they're on the plane, etc. From I think it's next week. They actually, I don't think they actually play a trial game next week. I could be wrong, um, but because they've got to get ready for the Vegas game. Uh, Sandon Smith, Terrell May on the bench, Egan Butcher, and Angus Crichton as well. And then like they've they've only named a four person reserve as well. So Joey Manu, Siwa Wong. Um, Palga and Connor Watson as well. So that's that is star. That's scary. That's a scary trial team. I can't wait to watch them and see how they're turning up uh, for this year. We've all, as I said, we've all heard the, the talk how they want to really improve the way they start seasons. With what they've done here, I've got no doubt that's about to change. Uh, for the Manly Seagulls, not as strong. Um, definitely a bit of a, a pickup from last week's trial though. Um, Jackson Paulo. And Vega are on the wings. Tommy Talao gets the center spot. Um, Jake Arthur and Brendan Wakem are you in your your halves. So yes, uh, Jake Arthur gets six, which is interesting because Jake Arthur was seven last week, and Brendan Wakem comes in for a bit of a run. Uh, Paseka and Sipley are your props. Carl Lawton gets the hooking spot. I've got no doubt that's just because they don't want to play. Uh, some of their plays yet, so I don't I don't anticipate Carl Lawton being your starting hooker. Um, but see how we go. Benjaboyevich off his star hat trick game last week gets the eleven spot, and I'm hearing more and more louder. Actually, he's won that spot. So um, interesting. Ben Condon gets his other second row spot, and Nathan Brown coming off uh, sealing that NRL contract now with Manly gets the lock spot. Obviously, just keeping that jersey warm for Jake Trubojevic. Uh On the bench, you got Schuster there, so it is interesting. Uh, obviously, he's had a pretty disrupted pre-se- preseason with injuries, the chicken pox for all things. Uh, so I just think they're trying to get some miles in his legs, but from all reports, he has lost that starting spot, and I think he will be starting from a bench position this year and seeing if he can work himself into that starting lineup. Ethan Bullimore on the bench, Aaron Woods as well. Gordon Chen Kum Tung, uh, Tong, a lot of talk being about him. Um, he's in the reserve, so he will definitely get some game time. Interesting how much game time he gets. Quality written all over this kid. Make sure you, you keep an eye on him. Uh, a couple other notables that are on the reserves. Brad Parker, who's been um, spoken about and said that he's moving into the forwards this year. I think Manly are, are, are quite well off when it comes to the, the back row sort of positions though. So I'm not sure where he's going to get some game time, but interesting keeping on that one. Dean Madison as well gets um spot there on the reserves. The Eels versus the Raiders, 4.55 uh, on Saturday. Uh, straight away, just want to mention Blaze Talungi, uh, the, the battle of fullbacks really, like for the, for the Eels, Blaze Talungi, and then for the Raiders, Chevy Stewart. Both are absolute freaks. Um, anyone watching the lower grades know a lot about both of these kids. They're going to have a great career in the NRL when they both get their chances. Again, um, I'll talk about the Raiders after this, but I'm hearing a lot more about Chevy Stewart becoming that starting fullback from round one for the Raiders, which is great news for him. 
Great news for the Raiders because he's a freak and great news for super coaches as well. Uh, for the Raiders, Blaze Salangi, I don't think he's in the plans as of yet for getting your first grade debut. Obviously, Gutho there and in the back line, I think, is pretty set at the moment for the way Brad Arthur wants to play. But he's a serious talent, this kid. He can do a lot of things on the footy field that a lot of players can't do. Keep an eye on him. Make sure when you're watching this game, you're watching what he does at the back and the amount of work he gets to and he can do. He's a really good player. On the wings, Hayes Dunster, Sean Russell uh, on the wings, Morgan Harper and Bailey Simonson in your centre. So the new star recruit, Morgan Harper, gets a starting spot in the centres. But obviously I anticipate he will move for Will Panasini. Dejan Arcee uh, and Ethan Sanders uh, are your halves, are two of the young guns in there. Uh, Sanders, obviously, I think he's, I think it's been confirmed he is going to the Rays next year, but there is talk that he's, the Eels are trying to keep him. I don't know what's happened there. It, it's very murky. There's no real confirmation as of yet, but from what I believe, he is a Raider next year. So he'll probably want to do, put on a good show against um, the team he is going to uh, and show Ricky Stewart what they are getting. Who knows? They could even push earlier to try and get him at some point this year if Fogarty goes down for whatever reason. Um, Kai Rodwell, for para fans out there, this guy's been spoken about for years. He's sort of our Jack Howarth in a way. He's huge upside, huge raps, just never seems to get a spot in our first grade side. I say our because I'm obviously a Parramatta fan. Uh, Brandon Hands gets the nine spot, so basically take that as you want, but Joey Lustig will probably get the nine spot. I don't know if um, he's not, Joey Lustig's not even part of this squad, so I feel like they're resting him to bring him on for um, – the, the round one or next week's troll and then round one. So unfortunately I, I feel like Brendan hands will be uh, on the bench or New South Wales cup because Brad Arthur said he wants one hooker, which is just crazy talk. But anyway, um, in the second row, you got Sean Lane, you got Tal Lungy, uh, you got Ryan Madison there um, in the lock position as well. So really keen to see how Sean Lane comes back from injury after a very, very, Poor year from his standard last year. He was so good um, in 2022. He'll want to get back to that form ASAP. On the bench, Luca Moretti, we've seen a bit of him last year. Another one of these players uh, and younger players who I feel like have a really bright future. I think he will cement uh, a, a bench spot this year and become – was, he provides such great energy. And I feel that's something that the Eagles really lacked a lot of last year and needed a few more players like Moretti to add that and that's what he will do this year. I'm really keen to see what Moretti's got. Uh Greg, Matt Dury, uh, and Makahisi Makatoa are on the bench as well. Uh, just someone I want to mention quickly uh, in the reserves, Matt Arthur. He's not the 18th man. He's a hooker, uh, Brad Arthur's son, so we might see another Jake Arthur in. So I don't, I don't think so. I think he's been a lot smarter with this one. He is actually a seriously talented hooker. There is a lot of talk about the fact that by next year, he will be a prominent figure in this first grade uh, side. And basically at the moment this year, they're just trying to keep Lussig around and and have him there. So when um, Brad Arthur's ready, uh, not Brad Arthur, sorry, Matt Arthur's ready to go, he can go straight in. Um, for the Raiders, as I said, Chevy Shue, I've already spoken about him. I can't wait to see him. He's a huge star of the future, and this could be the t- start of his rugby league journey, the journey that we all get to sit back and watch and basically applaud. Um, he's a seriously talented player. On then on the wing straight away, Xavier Savage. So this is my argument when it comes to this, um, I guess, 
debate uh, for who gets the fullback spot. You wouldn't be having Xavier Savage there on the wing if he was the main guy for fullback. Savage Stewart, for mine, has won the fullback position, um, and I'm delighted for him. I, I feel like – I also feel like, in a way, Xavier Savage could be one of those careers that we think what could have been, in a way, because he, last year was a huge chance for him to to cement that. He wasn't able to. Then he got some injuries, the, the broken jaw, etc. In a way, I feel like he could – potentially benefit from going over the Super League for a couple of years, playing that really attacking footy and just being a regular fullback starter for someone, coming back with full head of confidence, going into another team, getting away from – so the like the thing with these sorts of players, and I'm going to mention it with Sloan when we get to the Dragons as well, when you get into these sorts of situations, I believe it can get a bit much for players. And we've seen it with Luke Brooks at the Tigers as well. You just need a fresh start. You just need to get out. Like it's it's not – not working to be to call a spade a spade. Go out, make it work somewhere else. Apply your trade somewhere. You might have to move for, for lower salary. You know what? Take the hit for a year or two. Play some regular footy. Show everyone what you can do, what you know you can do. That all the talk was about years ago, and you'll get and you'll reap the benefits in years to come. Um, Nick Kodrick got the other wing spot. Uh, Albert Hopper White is in the centres with James Schiller. Kay Weeks and Ethan Strange in the halfback role, which is interesting. I've been all for Ethan Strange in the centres, but I don't think he's going to go from halfback one week to in the centres uh, the next week uh, or the whole round one. So I think you can basically pencil in there. Ethan Strange is going to be the backup 5'8 for Kyo Weeks um, come round one. Uh, Gula and Sulo starts the forward prop position. Zach Wolf gets a start. That's about it. Uh, Atta. Mariotta uh, gets the lock position for the Raiders. I think he'll get a, ba- a bench spot for sure uh, for the Raiders this year. He's a really good, exciting player. Another one of those young guys that just brings a lot of energy. Really keen to see what he can bring. Um, Tom Starling gets the bench spot, and that's about it for the Canberra Raiders. That's all I really want to touch on for them. Trying to get through these a bit quick for you guys. Uh, do appreciate it. And as I said, like as we go, if you're watching on YouTube, add comments in as we go. And I will. I always get back to comments. Uh, I do my best anyway. And um, we can have open chats about footy, things like that as well. And if you listen on the podcast, um, drop some comments. Rate. Make sure you rate the podcast as well. Uh, so for the bunnies, kind of feel a bit for the bunnies at the moment. Obviously, a lot of players um, are out uh, for injuries, the All-Stars game, and the like. So um, this is their, their lineup, though. So you've got Jacob Gagai, who I'm hearing is gearing up for a round one spot or a round zero spot. So they, they're going to Vegas purely off the fact of back off so many injuries uh, for this South Sydney lineup. Alex Johnston and Tane Milne gets the wing spots and Isaiah Tass and Richard Kenner. Gets the centers now. Add the troll to the mix. I feel like that's pretty much going to be your round one backline for the for the Rabbitohs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did mention Gay Guy just then, but I'd actually think I don't know if they'll make make room for him. I think that'll be their their stronger lineup. Um, Ken has obviously been there, done it before with the Storm, uh, and he's been in and around first grade now for a few more years and the like. He's a reserve. He's he's a backup, and at the moment, South City need a backup player to step up, and that's sort of what his role is in the team. Dean Hawkins and Lachlan Ilias are your halves, so really good young pairing. Funnily enough, they're probably both battling for that number seven spot, so they'll be interested to see how, how that one goes. Uh, for their forwards, Tavita Totola, Sean Kepi, 
uh, are your starting props. Keon Jai Arrow starts in the second row. Um, interestingly, he's beaten Talis Duncan for the, the number 12 jersey. I can sort of understand it now with, with all the injuries as well. I think they need a bit more stability when it comes to the forward pack and, and on the field to start with, and that's what Jai Arrow provides. So in a way, I think these... Recent injuries at the South have got and question marks around players like Cody Walker as well. I sort of forced a hand to make sure like Jai Arrow starts. I think if it was full strength, Talis Duncan probably starts for mine, but otherwise he'll probably be on the bench like he is now he's on the extended bench. Um, apart from that, Cam Murray is actually playing as well. This is obviously the charity shield, uh, so they are playing um, for a coveted trophy. Uh, great, rich history in there, so you generally get to see some really good lineups for this one. Um, that's about it for South. Uh, everything else is pretty much stuck to end of what we expect with the, the players on the bench, people like um, Burgess and Hosts, etc. So keep an eye out for that one. Um, for the Dragons, so Tyrrell Sloan gets the fullback. Zach Lomax and Ravalawa on the wings. Now, I want to touch on Zach Lomax, and I'm kind of glad I'm doing it here because I was going to do an individual video on it and an individual post, but I'll get to the post, but let's talk. Zach Lomax, for mine, is the best attacking option there at the St. George Illawarra Dragons, um, bar none. Uh, ben Hunt obviously is there. He's the halfback. He's the general, so we just automatically have him in the side and he's, he's first picked. Apart from Ben Hunt, Zach Lomax, for mine, is your next choice. Now, my argument is... When he's that type of quality player and you know he's so crucial to everything that you're doing as a club, he needs his hands on the ball as much as possible. Now, we know there's already been talk in the preseason. He has spent time at fullback. If I was the coach of the Dragons, I am going all in on Zach Lomax as a fullback. He would be playing this game at fullback. And I'd basically simply be saying to Sloan, it hasn't worked. You've had a number of years now to cement this fullback spot. There's continuously been question marks over aspects of his game that just seems to not be fixed still. I'd be saying, I'm sorry, but it just it's not it's not working. Zach Lomax is going to be our uh, future fullback. He's going to be the fullback this year. You can be there as, as the backup for now. Let's see how it works. Look, it's probably going to disgruntle him. That's fair enough. Shop him around, see what happens. Make it so you can strengthen uh, another position, maybe get a better outside back, like a winger, another center, or the like. But for mine, Zach Lomax needs to be in the wing. He's wasted on uh, in fullback. He's wasted on the wing. For mine, it's a it's a horrible it's a horrible horrible decision. Uh, Kyle Flanagan, Ben Hunt. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't mention centers. So we've already you know we, we've known the centers for a while now. Uh, Flanagan's come out next and actively um, announced it. It's going to be Sully and Jack Bird gets a spot. Kyle Flanagan is your six. Ben Hunt is your halfback. Francis Molo, Jacob Little, and Blake Laurie in the props. Um, Tom Eisenhurst, Jaden Sua, and Jack DeBellin uh, in your back row. Jay, uh, interesting enough, Tom Eisenhurst, I've heard, is in for a, a, a big-minute role. Obviously, there's breaking news about Leilua, and if he can get to the Dragons, this year, that changes things. But I've heard Eisenhurst is in for some big, big minutes there um, in the second-round position. So for, I guess he's not an exciting pick for Supercoach, but I reckon he can get your easy 40, 45, 50 base every, each and every week. That's the style of player he is. Um, for the rest of it, um, some pretty exciting. Like Dylan Egan does get a bench spot as well. There's been a lot of 
uh, talk about him and Viliami Fafita. I've been big on Fafita. I like him for his dual factor for super coach. We need him to play. We need him to get some minutes in. We need him to get some base and some scores. Um, and so generate some cash for us and be that guy we can change between front row forward and second row forward. So really excited to see that one. That's it. Um, new signing to Pilotu, uh made the reserve. Uh, and the Figai brothers are on the reserves as well. Sunday, 1 p.m., the New Zealand Warriors against the West Tigers. Let's go through the Warriors lineup first. Um, Tua Piki is the fullback. With he's so exciting. Like it's crazy. Like when you go through these lineups and you realize the talent coming through, and there's arguments that the like the the league's not ready to expand. You were ready to expand. There is so many quality players out there that just don't get consistent time to show what they've got. Like a lot of people go, oh, it's too early for some of these people. You know what? You're probably right. But there's also players that we've seen in the past that come and come in at 18, 19, 20 years old and they hit the ground running. They're, they're ready for it. And they've just always been behind quality players or star players that they haven't been able to break in. This is their chance to. And I can't wait to see some of these players. And I, I think the NRL is ready for that 18 team. I'll be putting that in sooner rather than later. But I digress once again. Um, look, yeah, the, the back line, the rest of the back line, I would say, isn't too star-studded. Then I'll look at the number four, Roger Tuovasa-Shek. I think this is the thing where Roger said, I want to play. I need to get some minutes under my belt, even if it's for the first half. He is playing with uh, Marcelo Montoya, so they'll want to be looking at building a bit of a partnership there. Uh, so really looking forward to watching those two and just seeing what Tuovasa-Shek has. We've always seen a lot of players go from the code and come back and they always have missed something or lacked a little bit of pace or something. Tuvashek just looks so fit still. Like it looks like he hasn't lost anything. He's gained something, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what that is. Um, Schnell, Harris, Tavita, and Luke Metcalf, the six and seven. So this is a really interesting one. I, I didn't obviously I didn't know any of these things. I wasn't anticipating that. I was anticipating it to be the reverse. I was anticipating Harris Tavita to be the seven and Luke Metcalf, who I feel like would be the six come round one to be in the six. Um, who knows what's happening there? Maybe reading that what you will. Maybe Chanel's won the six jersey next to Johnson. We're not too sure. But, yeah, maybe the fact that I think Luke Metcalf is off the contract this year. So maybe the fact that Harris Tavita is there for another couple of years, just got back to the club, has a bit of a history with Johnson. But last year, Johnson and Metcalf, I think, were working perfectly together. So that's an interesting one. I haven't seen Metcalf do too much at seven either, but again, it's only trials, guys. I don't want to read too much into it, but being a rugby league page, being a rugby league fan, I always got to have a look into things a bit too much. Um, Bunny Afoa, Freddie Lussick, and Tom Alley on uh, your middles. Jackson Ford gets a second row spot, so he is starting. Um, the rest of the players, there's no one to really else talk about. Um, You've heard us in the podcast for well, Patrick Moimoy. He's massive. Um, keep a look out for him. He's a reserve grader, a uh, really good good player as well. Still haven't heard if he's actually Fui Fui Moimoy's son. So if you do know the answer to that, you're watching, please let us know or message the page, social media, just type in League of Inches and we will get back to you. I just really need to know if he's Fui Fui Moimoy's son. Um, he is huge, so it would make a lot of sense if he is. For the Tigers, quite a strong lineup. Quite a strong lineup. Um, so straight away we look at my phone's wigged out. Uh Jareen Buller, uh fullback, 
Charlie Staines Jr. Tupu on the wings. Philomena Fataape and Declan Casey are the centers. Casey's one to keep an eye out for. He's a really good player. And I think there's a sneaky chance he's actually going to get a round one spot. Um, so keep an eye out on, on Declan Casey. I'm really looking forward to watching him play on the weekend. Uh, Jaden Sullivan and Caesar, you're six and seven. That's the halves I'm anticipating to be playing round one for the West Tigers. Stefano and David Clemmer, your, your front row pairing with Appy Corusau. So Appy Corusau is playing this game, which is interesting because a lot of other teams haven't named their real big gum players, um, but Appy is playing. Uh, so we saw with South last game, Damon Cook's not playing and, and the like. So Good to see. It's good to see uh, some of these teams. Obviously, there is a bit of prize money. I think it's 100k uh, for the winner of the preseason challenge, which is you win two games and you get the highest points differential. You'll win the game, uh, the 100k. So maybe the Tigers want the 100k. Uh, they've had to do some payouts in that recently, so they probably need to have some extra money. Isaiah Papali'i, Kipa'oa, uh, second row, Safarth, uh, your lock as well. Lockie Galvin on your 14 roll. Um, and that's about it. Sam Fainu gets a uh, bench spot as well. Um, and then there's some some kids in there like Sione Fainu gets a, a reserve spot. Alan De Silva, uh, I really rate him. He's on a, a reserve spot as well. Um, but, yeah, that's about it for the Tigers. Uh, and then let's go through to the Queensland derbies. Uh, I'll try to get these ones out quickly for you guys and, and wrap things up. Uh, the Cowboys versus the Broncos. Uh, 3 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, for the Cowboys, I'm just going to start going through mainly the main positions and, and any ma- big players that are playing, things like that. So uh, Sammy Valame does get a wing spot. Um, I'm not sure what that does mean because the, the rest of the back line isn't, I'd say, their round one back line. I feel like this is definitely their, their second choice side, uh, especially for a back line point of view. Um, obviously, like Tom Chester's fullback and and Vilam, Viliami Vailia is your centers, uh, is a center as well. And I think that means he hasn't won that spot. Uh, it will be Labart, Jake Clifford, Tom Duffy uh, in your halves. Yeah, the rest of it, like there's this is the I'm looking more and more for the Cowboys. This is definitely their second strength side. So not too much to look up for the Cowboys so far. I definitely think they've taken the cautious approach. Um, with this preseason challenge, um, so that that's fine there. For the Broncos, I'm just going to look if Fight Night has both been named. They both have. So Carrigan and Adam Reynolds have both been named. So we'll keep an eye on making sure they're civil out in the field and uh, they're getting a bit of a pushy push and shove. Uh, that's just boys being boys, isn't it? I don't think there's too much to, to look at for that one, but it's not a great look. I did say it um, yesterday in a in a, lot, a Q&A. I think it's a look you want for your club, your, your two captains going at it, whether alcohol's involved or whatever. It's just not, it's not the best look. Uh, this is a, this is a bloody good side. Um, Reese Walsh fullback, Corey Oates, Dean Mariner on the wings, Deloise Hoytar and Selwyn Cobbo in the centers, Jock Madden, Adam Reynolds, Corey Jensen and Payne Haas, uh, your, your front row, Billy Walters, the hooker. Obviously, again, Broncos are one of those sides that this is their last trial, um, I believe, and then they go out off to Vegas, so they needed to name a, a much stronger side. Um, Pete Cura, Jaden Hunt, and Pat Carrigan, your back rows. Um, I think that solidifies the fact that Pete Cura has won that spot that Capewell vacated. 
Tyson Smoothie, Martin Tapao, Fletcher Baker, and Kobe Eddington are on your bench. So that looks like players like Piera, T. Cura, um, Tristan Saylor just wasn't able to make that 17 either. I think that means you won't be seeing uh, those players feature in the round one lineup either for the Broncos. Final game, uh, Dolphins versus the Titans, 6.15 p.m. Uh, It's uh, Trey Fuller in fullback for the Dolphins. Uh, Really looking forward to seeing uh, again, his his talent obviously Hammer's got that spot locked in, but he's a really good player. Once again, one of those players that I feel like could fit in at, at the NRL level. Jack Poststock once again gets the wing spot ahead of Tessie New, but Tessie New had a huge game last week. Granted, it was against weaker opposition, it was against Queensland Cup opposition, but you can only beat who's in front of you, and he did a really good case of trying to show that he deserves a, a spot in this lineup come round one. And he's been picked ahead of Jake Gavrillo, who I'm guessing. Hasn't been named maybe because of injury or whatnot, but as I scroll, we'll check if as I scroll down, maybe he's there. But um, interesting there. Herbie Farnworth and Jermaine Asako, Katoa O'Sullivan uh, are your halves. Tommy Flegler, uh, Mark Nichols, Jeremy King, Hooker, um, Aiken and Kafusi in your back row. Tom Gilbert, um, Locke. That's another great strong lineup for the Dolphins. They've got one more to go, so I think they're taking this one, this preseason challenge seriously, and it's good to see this is. A good lineup. Um, for the rest of it, oh, hang on. Jake Avrillo's on the bench, 16, so maybe maybe news snuck ahead of him or something. I'm not too sure there, but maybe Jake Avrillo is coming back from an injury. They just want to see how the game's going, maybe bring him on 20 minutes to go to stretch your legs out and see see how that, whatever the issue is, how it's going. The other one I want to talk about, Valence Stefano, um, the number 15 on the bench. I've heard there's rumours that he's going to be doing a bit more of a forwards role this year. So if that is the case, I'm interested to see how he goes. I think he could be pretty damaging coming on and doing sort of like that the Talakai role I want to see Talakai do for the Sharks and really damaging when there's some fatigue out in the game and bringing him on for 10, 15-minute spurt. Um, I really That's probably either side of halftime, um, something I could really, really get around. Um, but that's it. Apart from that, they've still got some good quality plays in the reserves as well. I guess it would be about game time and the like. Uh, for the Titans, last team, Aaron Shoup is there on the, in the centres. Ken Mamalo's on the wing. We haven't seen Ken Mamalo for a while, but he was a great winger. Surely he's still got something in the, in the tank and he can have one last crack this year and maybe he can feature. Um, heard a lot about Tony Francis as well as a winger for the Titans. One to look out for. He's a great player. See what you can do. Um, that's about it for the Titans. They haven't really named a strong lineup at all. So that is that's fair enough. Uh, Tommy Weaver on the in the interchange. Joe Stimson and and Cleese Haas um, on the bench as well. So some really good young talent there. But as I said, guys, that's it for the team list uh, for trial week one. Um, some teams really stacked. Uh, a lot of the, the teams going to Vegas obviously want to get a really strong run out. Uh, that's why they've named such strong lineups. But it is trials, guys. Take of it what you will. I look more so when I don't look at the results. I just look at players and the ones that have really got question marks over their positions and stuff, how they're playing to really cement their jersey. That's the things I look out for when it comes to trials. So can't wait. We're all going to be glued um, into the in front of the TV this weekend. Keep an eye on the socials uh, for League of Inches across Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and the like. 
you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to YouTube as well and we'll be commenting, talking about footy all weekend. So get involved. We, we love the League of Inches family. The more you guys get involved, the better it is. Enjoy. Hey there, Joel from the League of Inches podcast. Just wanted to quickly say a massive thank you for taking the time out of your day to give us a listen. I really do hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did do so uh, and you want to support the page that little bit further, make sure you give us a follow and a like. It does go a long way supporting the page and helping us reach um, other people to listen to the podcast as well as giving us a like and a follow on all our social media platforms. We're available on all of them. Just type in League of Inches. It does go a long way. Finally, if you can just give us a rating for the podcast, uh, it will go a massive way of giving us a bit more support as well. So, again, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We're going to be averaging about three to four podcasts a week minimum, so make sure you get around the page. Massive things coming up this year in 2024. Have a great day.